Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to The End in Mind. Super stoked to be here with you guys today. I have an awesome guest who I've actually worked with on a personal level. So I'm really excited to have her on today. This is Aoife. She is here with us from Bali. So thank you so much for hanging on with me. I know it's early over there. Thank you for being here. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself just so they can get an idea of what today's topic might be about? Yeah. Oh my God. So excited to be here, to be hanging with you. So yeah, uh, my name is Aoife and I'm Irish and I'm living in Bali. It is super early. Um, so my story that I share is healing success story and uh, when I was growing up and I had lots of different illnesses I had pyrexia of unknown origin which is when your body goes into really high fever for no reason I had low immune I had chronic pain I was later in life diagnosed with fibromyalgia and there was no healing success stories for me to give me hope or give me a roadmap to recovery. So I was chasing my tail for 30 years or more looking for answers. And I just did not give up no matter how many times I was told I was a mystery. I was, I was too complicated and too difficult and too whatever. And there was no answers and I just needed to suck it up and get on with it. And people live with pain and, we don't know what's wrong with you, all kinds of things that I just did not give up. So now I have a healing success story and many, many tools to share with others. So that's my jam. Awesome. I'm like so excited because we had such a great chat when we first connected and we really just started talking about perfectionism, which 
I feel like we can go kind of start there just so our listeners can start to understand how to identify their own patterns, you know? And I feel like perfectionism is one of those first pinpoints where you can really start to catch yourself, you know, especially as a business owner and think about like, what am I doing? How is this affecting me? And I love how you said that you didn't stop, you know? I think in today's society, it's very easy to just trust the experts, you know, and maybe like confide to the pain or that the pain's tied to us as an identity. And that can get really a lot worse. I think as we get older and like, as we age, it's falling to the side, you know, you're just kind of accepting. And I'm a firm believer that we don't have to live in pain, you know, like there's a reason and a way to heal most things on this planet. And I love that you take that approach to life as well. So tell me a little bit about like when you were first kind of going down this journey and how you went from Ireland to moving to Bali. I mean, I just love that story. And I feel like so many people could relate to that, especially from a perfectionist point of view. Absolutely terrifying. I would love so much to share. So firstly, yeah, perfectionism is so interesting to me because I was like a rusher. Like I rushed things and I had friends who I called perfectionists. And they were super meticulous and they didn't rush anything to the point that they kind of never finished anything. Whereas I would like, get it done, finish. You know, and I I was kind of maybe a bit sloppy. So perfectionism was not something I identified with at all until I started to understand that the root of my body's dis-ease was really deeply connected to my mind and patterns that I was playing out. So how I identified that I was a perfectionist is the level of fear and panic that ran through my body when I perceived I had made a mistake. It was like totally disproportionate. Like, and it was not even whether the fact was that I had made a mistake, it was I had perceived I had like done something not that was not good enough and that I'd made a mistake. And then of course I knew that I had a really, really intense inner critic. Like I horrified a therapist once. She was, I think she was traumatized. <laughs> she needed therapy after she had like one session with me. Like I was so hard on myself, but it's so normal. We don't know that these are patterns because like we're so used to them, right? Yeah. Totally. That was the perfectionism. And I love how you said, like, I feel like I scared the shit out of my therapist. You know, like, there's moments where I can see her face and she's like, really? Like, that's how you talk to yourself? You know, like, it's, it's this terrible internal talk, which I know, like, all of our listeners can relate to, you know, and I love how you take this approach of how it manifests physically in the body. And even like when you made that trans, like literally moved into Bali, I'm sure there it's very much so like holistic and they have this approach of like mind, body, spirit. And did that lend well to you kind of leaving Ireland and moving there? You know, was that, did that have to do with it? No, actually, I had never been to Bali. I had no clue what Bali was like. But I, I just felt this calling and I do have this really strong determination despite the perfectionism and all the patterns that could potentially hold me back in life so much. 
like if I am and defiance. So my mom would always say that when I was little, I was just so defiant. And so if I had have listened to all the experts and I and I did listen, I showed up, I went to consultants and doctors endlessly for my life and alternative practitioners. But if I had to listen to everybody, then like I would probably be dead in a ditch somewhere, you know, like it would and it's no that's no joke. I was so ill. And I was getting sicker. I was getting sicker. So if I didn't have this defiance, this like rebellious, I don't care what you say, I know. <laughs> like, and people would just be like, oh, she won't listen to us. And we're just like, and I'm like, no, I know there's another way. So this also happened with Bali because everyone's like, you know, there's a global pandemic, don't travel, stay indoors, don't go out, the borders are closed. And I started, I was like, hey, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm, I started off saying, I think, I think, I wonder if I could go on holidays to Bali. Then I was just like, what am I talking about? I'm just gonna move there. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Who do you know there? I'm like, I don't know anyone there. They're like, have you, have you been there before? No, it was just wild. How, how are you going to get there? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I love it. <laughs> and step by step, I just was like uh, researching and I found a way in. But like, I had no clue. Like I was walking blindly into something, but I had this fierce determination. It was the same with my healing. Like everyone's like, this isn't working. Whatever you're doing isn't working. And I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm still, I still believe it's like this burning desire. I don't know if you've ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich. But it's like, they just talk about this burning desire. And I, I can really relate to that because like my world could be falling, seemingly falling apart. And that's a waste where you have this burning desire that seems to carry me through. So no, moving to Bali, it brought everything up. Yeah. I had, I had healed to a certain amount, but I was still in so many comfort zones. I still had like so much support from whatever. I still was in so much, so many comfort zones that were not exactly healing. They weren't helping me to heal. So I knew I had to break free. Like that's really something I knew. I always know fiercely like what I need to do, but I don't know why I need to do it. Right. It's just like, or how I'm going to do it. I'm just like, I just know. And I'm like, so I burst out of Ireland and I, I landed in Bali and I freaked out. I had ripped myself away from every one of my comfort zones, my support systems. And everything came up, all of my old patterns came up stronger, harder, faster. And I was alone in a foreign country, didn't speak the language, don't know about the currency. So it all came up and it's been a sink or swim, moment to moment journey. But the whole time, like one of my friends, I was calling her crying. She's like, are you even, like, do you want to come home? And I was like, what? No, not at all. So I just, I knew it was like, you just can't take me down. Yes. I love it. Like, and I, I feel like I relate to that so much, you know, like even despite all the shit that like life has thrown at us, you know, like you are still powering forward and I just admire that like hand over fist especially the fact that you were willing 
to scare the living hell out of yourself and just go for it. You know, like I love that. And that's what I really feel like you did that. You moved and you started a business like all at once, you know? So you went all in and I feel like that was totally how I felt like starting Meraki media management. It was like the scariest thing I could have ever done in my life. And I knew like ever since I was a junior in college, I knew I was not going to work for someone else. It was that intuitive feeling like how you were like, I can be defiant. So when I was working for other people, it didn't always go so well, you know, like I had a lot of opinions that they didn't really want to hear. And that's what I feel like you and I relate on. It's like, no, we know what we should be doing. It's just a matter of finding those action steps, you know, like to get you there. It's totally true. And, and it is terrifying. And I remember when I was getting on the flights, get it, waiting for the borders to reopen to get the flight here. And Bali closed, but Jakarta was still open. So I had to, to, the flight changed. So I had to fly to Jakarta to quarantine and then get an internal flight. And my brother was like, whatever you do, just don't get on an internal flight. In Indonesia, they have the like highest rate of plane crashes. And I was just like, oh, I, I just found out I have to. And then it's like, you know, there's so many earthquakes here and volcanoes. And I was like, wow, I just really felt like metaphorically, it just like, was everything I'm just flying into this ring of fire I felt and it was this it is like that with the business it's just totally terrifying like you have no secure like you don't know what's going to happen next and you don't know how you really like and I know they talk about this in the manifesting world all the time they're like just let go of the how let go of the how because like you just don't know at the beginning how you're going to get a client what it's going to look like None of it. So it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, it totally is. And like, you know, you're still there and you're doing it and you've persevered. And that's what I think is so beautiful about what you do and what you do with women. It's like, yes, you can do this too. It's not impossible to face these fears. You know, like, I love how you said, like, flying into this ring of fire. It was like this point in life where you were like, no, I have to get out of Ireland and go away and like do my own thing and have no security blankets. And that's like the best feeling in the world. Like, even though it's scary, it's also so liberating. Like when you start a business, it's, it's like these opposite emotions. And I feel like they definitely can manifest in the body when you're not able to manage them, you know? So I'd love to talk about how you work with your clients and what you do with them and how do those conversations go, you know, when you're working with someone. My journey was like, I was 32, 31 or 32 before I found something that worked for my body, for my heat, for my diagnoses, my incurable illnesses and diseases and um, I, IBS and fibromyalgia and many other things. And that moment was really understanding the mind-body connection and that I had certain patterns that I had believed were me. I, I believed this was my personality, but then I learned that there were patterns as if my mind was an operating system and I was running this software that was causing my body to be in a constant state of, of stress. And that stress 
was sending stress chemicals through my body, adrenaline, cortisol, and my nervous system was in a state of fight or flight. So that was causing all the dis-ease in my body and affecting it in in all these different ways. So just that simple understanding was one of the biggest moments in my whole entire life because all of my time, all of my energy, all of my resources was previous to that were flying in here, there, and everywhere, going to this consultant, I'll I'll fly to Australia, I'll go to a consultant there, I'll go to Mm -hmm. India, I'll go to healers there. And but I was always way off the mark. Mm -hmm. I was doing all of the health regimes, like the diets, the practices, I was really diligent, right? And I was like, perfectionist. So I was like, doing them all by the book. But it didn't matter how many crystals I hung around my neck, or how many green smoothies I drank, or how many, how, I gave up sugar for six years, if I didn't, like, it didn't matter. I was still getting worse because I was running these toxic chemicals through my body because of this software. Yeah. It wasn't me. And I believed that all of that was me. So there was, you know, there was just so much self-loathing and confusion. And so, so just that simple understanding. So I know a client is ready mm. for me when that blows their mind and they're just like so relieved like the relief I cannot even tell you the relief like that that single understanding can bring and then you just know that that's where you're working from from now on and that can mean you might not eat sugar or you might do whatever you want but you're you're you know that this is the root and everything else is just added care but this is the, always the software, the root that you're working with. And when I'm speaking with someone and they're interested, but they still really believe in their diet or really believe in their, they're just like, yeah, 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 I've got that. But, but, and they're still really holding on to the other regimes. Then like, it's just not time for them yet. But the ones who are just like, <gasps> like, it's like, a, like they've taken a breath for the first time. Yeah. Like, boom, you're so ready for this. Yeah. I can relate to that. Like, even when we were first talking about, you know, working together, I was diagnosed with, like, high blood pressure a few years ago. And I was like, what the hell is this coming from? Like, I've never had these issues before. Like, yeah, it does run in my family, but I'm like, I'm 26. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, I should not be having high blood pressure. And I truthfully believe it was exactly what you just said. Like the software in my body had just always been on fight or flight. And I had this terrible pattern that every time I would feel threatened or literally I feel like at times not asleep, like then I had this adrenaline like pumping through my body and I mean, once I finally stepped back, like I moved into my own place, I got some space, started meditating, I felt this like literal crumble of weight being pulled off of my back. It felt like, and it first happened to me like when I meditated for 30 minutes and I started to finally feel relief in my body. And then I started to look at like, how much wine was I drinking? You know, like all of these things that you think are just normal. Like, oh, I'll just have a glass of red wine with dinner. Like, it's not a big deal. And then I realized how many glasses of red wine maybe added up over the past, you know, pandemic. I was like, whoa, this is 
not working for me right now. And I have to be willing to like look at myself because it's not always the easiest to do that, which I love that you and I, we can dive into that as well. Like when you work with clients that aren't there, you know, they're just not a good fit because it's hard to look at your patterns. Like I'm sure some of our listeners might even feel a little bit triggered by this episode and that's okay. Like if this isn't, if this topic isn't for you, no need to stay, come back when and if you're ready. But I really resonated with this and that's why I felt like this message would be perfect for you guys to hear because this is what I feel like started my holistic journey and meeting someone like you just really sent it home, you know, cause it's like all of these theories that I have like build up in my brain. It's not like I really work in this space. I mean, I work with holistic mm-hmm. practitioners, but I had nobody to talk about it with. I love that. I love it so much. And it's, it's, it's really true. It's so uncomfortable to yeah. look at your patterns. I had so many, you know, pointing the finger. This is this is something I'm really started to talk about. I would point the finger at my exes, like, you are hurting me. You hurt me. You did this to me. My parents, you are doing this to me. My like I really and like so to to actually see just how much like my coach says, like no one has a gun to your head and is keeping you in these circumstances. So I was like you know like you're staying in these circumstances and then pointing the finger and you're running on this stress and then and so for me even when these relationships would end Mm -hmm. I was still running the pain and the suffering I was running that software yeah it's a big deal to own that yeah say to own that but but it is so much better I'm gonna say I can't think of a better word but uh to feel that uncomfortableness and then to feel the power that comes with that and the power for change and the 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 power to not have these things repeat again yeah and to just have them keep running right like like change is uncomfortable but it is not as uncomfortable as never changing Yes. Oh my gosh. So well said. I feel like that can be like the title of today's episode because that is how it feels. And I feel like that's within like our personalities, you know, like it's like a deep intuition that we know that we have to change. Like, I feel like my whole life it was like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to change, you know? So like when you already have that pattern, wired in you it's kind of easier to change when you might be that person that's maybe not you know a risk taker and they don't feel that way on a general basis and change is so scary you know of course there's moments where change is scary for everybody but I was definitely more willing to jump in head first than I think most people were and I think that that may be like the biggest hurdle is understanding that change is actually so much more beneficial you know right yeah like this is obviously part of like we all have natural strengths right and obviously you and I have that natural strength of always just been like defiant no this needs to change I don't know how it's going to change and I've always taken huge big risks in lots of different ways so yeah for some people they have other powerful strengths and but this might not be their be their strength so yeah so hopefully it's like really inspiring and and the thing is that change is so threatening to the subconscious like it's 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 survival like you think you're gonna die so I've been in Bali nearly a year and a lot of the time I felt like I was gonna die yeah 
like and it's not that I was literally in danger like someone was gonna I mean there have been some hairy moments but but the, my subconscious is just like I'm gonna die just because yeah. I'm literally burning off these old patterns and my subconscious doesn't know what's next so it's like trying to protect you it's like thank you subconscious I know you're trying to protect me like a really overprotective parent or something you're just like no you're gonna die if you don't if you go down this new road because there is we don't know what's on that road it could be full of goblins and ghouls but you're like well that well-trodden path is actually full of goblins and ghouls and I'm trying to get away from them so even if there's some goblins and ghouls on this new path I am willing to face them because like hell no do I want to walk down that old well-trodden self-loathing sick yeah path the the rest of my life and so like it just feels so uncomfortable all kinds of like symptoms have flared up for me and Mm. all kinds of like you know it's not like you're just healed and cured and nothing ever happens again it's like I know it's at the root of everything so I know where to go I know how to support myself but yeah it's like changes is real it's real scary it is. And I love how you said that feeling of like, you're going to die. Like I, I feel like I have that feeling every day. Like, yeah. Right. That's terrible. Like what you said, and especially moving, like literally having no one to really like, you know, run over to their house. Like I'm sure now you have plenty of friends that you could, but it's like in the beginning, you're like, I'm literally alone, you know, and that was, I feel like so many of our listeners can resonate with that feeling of like, I'm going to die if I don't continue down this road, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of those moments for me where I'll even say it out loud to myself, like to realize that it's a pattern and like my subconscious is coming up and I'm having this perfectionist moment. Like if a client's content goes out and it's incorrect, Mm -hmm. I will literally sit there like for a minute and I feel like paralyzed like I'm gonna die you know like it's terrible it's one post on Instagram it's not the end of the world you know like most of the time the client's not mad it was an accident but we do this to ourselves you know it's so sad and I feel like society's programmed us that way you know totally so I have to share with you once like so I was like dating someone when I was here and we broke up and at the same time, I had just done a bunch of like my first sales calls that I thought had gone well. And in the same day, like all of those sales calls, people got in touch with me and were like, nah, not gonna. I was like, I made 10,000 euro. And then everyone was like, no, no, no. And it was my first time getting that like a rejection when you've invested in like giving us a free support and you're invested in the outcome. It's all a whole learning journey. But that same day, I drove out of the gym and saw my ex with some like, you know, total babe on the back of his bike. And I got home and you know, this is, I'm still like new enough in Bali and these are all old patterns. And I got home and I made a video content for my, I put it on Facebook, I put it everywhere. And I was like crying in the video, but I had that feeling. I didn't, I don't I think I didn't sleep for about like four days. I was like, I'm going to die. Like not only did all these things happen, but it, I think the worst, Thing. I had it all was putting up a video that I felt was like me being a mess. 
I'm gonna like the feeling I was just like I'm gonna going to die it was so intense so yeah I just really really relate to that so hard and it is what happens is we're little kids we 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 are little sponges until we're seven years old we're just sponges and we're just like taking in our environment and it our operating system needs the software. It's like, you need to start to download some software about who you are in the world and how to operate in the world because you're gonna have to operate on your own soon, you know, to a certain extent. And so you make these conclusions about yourself, about who you are, you download the software, who you are and what, what survival is. And if you were like, I always think that it's highly sensitive people who, who end up with uh, these kinds of programs that affect their body. So you're highly sensitive, highly intuitive, highly caring. So you see your environment and you see that people are stressed or, you know, whatever, however you grew up, you conclude that you need to be perfect and not make any mistakes and you need to push down your own needs so that you're to make your environment safe so that you will get fed. And it's truly survival when you're a child, like you need your environment, you need those people to, to, so that you survive. So it really is, I'm going to die. Yeah. And really that's, that's a true, that's a fact. Like I'm going to die if I don't get these people to take care of me in a way. And it's just your own perception. Right. So do you get that software? And then you just, from seven years onwards, you're just running that software. You're like, I need to push down my own needs. Mm. I need to not make a scene. I need to not be this, not be that, not be that. And I need to be like this, which is just like, whatever, like smiling, perfect, say the right thing, make the people around you happy so that I don't die. So when you start breaking out of that and you're like, I'm just going to put up a video, I'm crying, I'm whatever. And it's like, then that program is like, well, you are going to die. <laughs> so I love how, I love that explanation. Like I actually feel like you're going to change lives of the people that are listening today because this is what we all need to hear right now. And like, as we come up through this awakening, like that society culture is going through, like I truthfully believe 2020 like changed everyone, you know, and the highly sensitive person is like, no, I'm not living in this crap anymore. You know, like for once, I'm going to listen to what I want and what I need. And I remember the first day that I made that decision, probably since I was seven years old. But when I finally said like, no, I appreciate your opinion, but this is my decision. I remember feeling this moment of like, my family's going to hate me, you know, like I'm going to, this distance is going to cause a lot of rifts in our relationships. Like so many things go through your mind when you're making this decision, but it was that small inkling of a voice within me that was like, no, like, I know that you think that that might happen and that might happen but we're going. And like what you said, it's like when you're seven and you're like, I actually might die. <laughs> like, you feel that. And I think explaining it in that way of like children is such a good way to explain it to even like people that I'm sure that you work with. It's hard to get these concepts because they're kind of like so big, you know, it's, it's difficult to comprehend at times if you're not in this space, like on a daily basis, you know. For sure. I love that what you shared about your granddad, because that's the thing is right, that it's actually our own perception. 
And so you went to school and you challenged that subconscious pattern. You could have not done it. Yeah. And then you would have been proving the subconscious pattern right for the rest of your life, right? So by doing it, um, you start to prove, and that is truly what this journey is for me, this healing success, success journey. It's like ripping myself away from something, you know, like, and like, it's like my family, I also subconsciously had, you know, I was so entangled in my family, like you are, it's not a problem, but moving away to Bali like this, I really removed myself. And that's, that was really frightening. Like, yeah, there's so much support, even if it's like a bit codependent or whatever, and it's not really, really supporting you fully to thrive. So, but it's totally threatening to survival. But then, so what is happening is you, you challenge these programs, and then you, you you're hacking away. One of my one of my coaches, she said that you're hacking away at a new path. You know that old, well-trodden path, and you don't know what's there, but you're like have the machete, and you're like hacking away at a new path, and you start to see, oh, my granddad's still here, and I'm thriving. And so this is another thing, right? It's for, for people who have this like people pleasing, like giving helper patterns. We think we've, we've learned to put ourselves last all the time. And we think that that's beneficial, that that's the most supportive thing to the people around us, because we're such like community thinkers, right? We're just like not, we're just like, want to help. We want to like be, you know, bringing people together. And so how wrong we were to put ourselves last. And to suffer like that because us thriving is is actually the best thing for everyone. So like you 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 lit up when you spoke about your granddad. You're like actually he loved that I was doing well. He was so happy that I was happy. It's the same with my family. Like they're so happy that I'm thriving and they they're so happy that I'm growing. So we think that putting ourselves last and that us paying you know, suffering, this martyrism, this, these things that I really grew up with, like, it's just not like that at all. And the other thing I wanted to share about what you said was this highly sensitive person thing. You know, it's like, this really is a time for highly sensitive people to like rise up because only 20% of society are highly sensitive. And you, as a highly sensitive person, you see, feel, and sense things that 80% of the popularity will never see, will never feel, will never think. Like you you are literally taking in, we take in far more information in any given circumstance, right? And maybe in the past that made you feel strange or weird and I'll just hide that I like, you know, hide more. But it's like, no, this is actually such an important time when community thinkers let's say for want of a better word um are needed oh my gosh i love what you said it's like this shift from like highly sensitive to community thinkers is like a cosmic shift for me that is how i feel like the people that are closest in my life i'm so in tune with like them being okay, them feeling safe, you know? And when I start to see them threatened, then I feel threatened, you know? It's like this weird, like, energy ball of crap. And I think exactly what you said about shifting it to community leaders is like, that's actually a gift. But that belief of, like, there's a beauty in these gifts 
And if we can start to like change our mindset around it, like how you said it, 20%, like I had no clue. I'm thinking it's like 50% of people are highly sensitive. It makes so much more sense. Like all of my clients are highly sensitive. My boyfriend's highly sensitive. My mom's highly sensitive. Like most of the people in my life, you know, and the more you start to become aware, it's like really a blessing that I can help people. Like I remember my stepdad used to say, Caitlin's so in tune with like what's going on in her environment. If someone's upset, they don't even have to say anything. Like I just go over and I stand near them. You know, like I might not even say anything. I can just tell that they're not okay. It's like so weird, but it is a blessing. That's so beautiful. You reminded me of a puppy. Like, you know, the way like dogs, like puppies can do that, animals, because they're highly sensitive, right? It's like- yeah. I also had things like that said to me growing up, like, like I would say weird things, you know, like I saw the world in a different view. People would say like, and I didn't, I also found like I small talk or chit chat kind of like really unimportant to me. And then I thought I was dumb. That was a huge, big story for me. Mm-hmm. Thought I was really not smart. And I thought I had to overcompensate for that because I didn't, the information in the world I didn't retain that like you know like a lot of the new statistics that didn't matter to me Uh, what mattered to me was the deep stuff and what was go you know and so I just thought I was really stupid I didn't thrive in school and that made me really angry and I you know I hate more reason to hate myself a whole big story a lot of my clients have that story as well and and it wasn't until I started to delve into my wisdom my I'm a highly sensitive person and now if people are speaking about topics I don't know about I'm like well that's they're just not important those topics are just not important to me and that's okay and they're that's really sweet that they're important to these people and they care so much about these topics great that we have people who care about these topics for me I know I'm so smart like I'm so clever and so smart and I have these really important gifts like just standing beside someone and because you just know you're sensing what's happening it's like so important yes and like you are so amazing like the fact that you've been able to discover this on your own I mean it's like fantastic and I admire you so much like the way that you speak about these concepts you break them down into a way that makes sense, you know, like to the everyday person. And I think that that's what's so important, you know, like we need people that are speaking to this audience because we do. Like, I remember when I was young, like what you were saying, like hide, just don't go anywhere. Like you think that something's wrong with you, especially with the learning disabilities or something like that. Like I had a learning disability growing up too. So I can totally relate to that. I actually have a podcast episode about it. If you guys are interested, you can go back and listen. But I thought I was dumb. And then like I went away to school and I'm looking around at all these people. I'm like, I'm the team leader, you know? Like I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like in high school, I was like, you might not even graduate. And now I'm like leading (laughs) this class project. Like just how you are, like you're clearly a leader, you know? Like you're paving this path for all of us as highly sensitive people to change that mindset and 
we can feel safe in our own skin. Like it's okay. The more we come become aware that like maybe we're picking up on some energy that might not benefit us in the long run. That's okay. You know, let yourself feel the emotion. Don't suppress it and admire it and, you know, move on. Like exactly how you said, like, instead of getting frustrated when somebody else brings up a topic that might seem like annoying or irrelevant, it's like, oh, okay, I can appreciate that point of view. And then you kind of move on, you know, it's like not getting stuck. I think that that was what really caused me to have so much high blood pressure, all these other problems, like getting stuck in that story, exactly how you said of, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing on a daily basis. Everybody else has a plan. And it's not always true at all, you know? Totally. And what you said, like, you even use the word safe. And when you grow up, and you don't feel safe to be yourself, you, and you put all this pressure, blood pressure, all this pressure on yourself to essentially be something else. When you're already a highly sensitive person, so you're already like taking in so much information, there's already a lot going on, just being you. And then you got this pressure to be something that you're not. And then you don't feel safe, like not feeling safe in your body, that stress, the, that, the level of stress, the level of fight or flight, you constantly feel like there's a bus about to crash into you. And what I say to some people is like, if you feel, if there is a bus about to crash into you, you're not gonna eat a sandwich and digest it perfectly at all you're not even gonna have an appetite right so when it comes to IBS and Mm. food intolerances people are telling you you have IBS or whatever and there's no explanation for it it's like no dude like you're just in a state of chronic stress like your digestion is not gonna work if you constantly all day all night you're not gonna sleep if all day and all night you have adrenaline pumping you think like you you're literally as if a boss is about to crash into you. So it's just about working backwards from those systems. And then your body knows what to do. Rest and digest. Your body wants to go there. Your body wants to heal. The, the, one of my favorite quotes is, the reign of pain lays mainly in the brain. So all, pa- all pain is created in the brain. If you stick your hand in the fire, the messages go to your brain and your brain creates the pain. If you break your leg, the messages go to your brain. Your brain creates the pain. If your brain is in stress, your brain is in fight or flight, there's going to be pain signals going off all over your body. So if you have unexplained pain, unexplained anything, then this is where you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so beautifully said. I I feel like that that's a perfect way for us like to segue into how people can get in touch with you. Because, you know, if you are struggling with a health issue or something that's going on we're not saying that we may be able to heal it entirely but maybe we can help you know like i feel like that's the point of view too that you take which i admire so much it's like maybe we can't fix it all but maybe we can just make you feel a little better and like wouldn't that be amazing and i had the worst ibs for years like even when i look at old pictures of myself i was like retaining so much like stress in my body and it would like manifest in weight and like not being able to go to the bathroom like TMI but like so true and what else I think is important which I just quickly want to touch on before 
our listeners can hear how they can get in touch with you is like, for me, it also comes down to this like ancestral healing. Like I've seen my grandmom have IBS. I saw my mom have IBS. I see my aunt struggle with it. And it's like, if I can start to change that for the next generation that maybe will come, you know, whatever that will look like, who knows, but maybe I can change that you know, like for our family in the long run. And I see that that's such a beneficial way to look at this too. Like maybe if you don't feel like you're showing symptoms, but you see symptoms in your family, you know, don't be afraid to investigate some of that or think about it a little bit more. You know, you don't have to scare yourself, but just be open to the thought that maybe you're living in pain and you don't know it. Definitely. I think also a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people and they say, oh, that's not for me. I don't have any health problems. And I'm like, okay, I can visibly see you have a skin condition or you just told me you can't eat gluten or you said you don't sleep, but they're like, no, no, I'm fine. I don't have it. It's like, we're so used to maybe it's, (laughs) we've been told like, this is just what we get as a family or the doctors have told you that it's, just something you suck up and live with but there is like this level of like accepting a low standard of well-being or something yeah you know and like I feel bad for my family like I'm like wait we don't have to live in pain like that is actually something that I've been saying since we started talking like even to my boyfriend I'm like we don't have to live in pain and it's like over silly things you know like when we run out of salt and pepper and I'm like we don't have to live in pain (laughs) but it's true you know like sometimes we feel like we have to shut down or you know just accept that this is the way of life and that's so not true like just because society tells you that just because one coach told you that just because your doctor maybe tells you that isn't always true like if you feel a burning intuition reach out to us and get in touch tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and then we'll also link all of the information below just in case you guys are driving or something and you want to pop back in and get in touch. Everything will be linked below in the show notes. Yeah, great. So I have an Instagram, Aoife Mind Body, and I also have two Facebook groups. I have a Facebook group I run live workshops in. Yes. So leave the details for that. And then, yeah, if anyone wants to get on the phone with me, if it's just like really, really was like, oh my God, this is mind blowing, this is for me. I'll leave a link for a clarity call, a breakthrough session. Every yeah. I give a free offering for that for this podcast, and yeah, I guess they're the best ways to get in touch and to connect with this this journey. Yeah, that's great. And please take Eva up on this. Like if you guys don't take her up on this, you are missing out. We don't know how long she will give these free discovery calls. So make sure you get them in. Even if you just have small questions, like we just had such a great conversation. I'm sure she would be willing to talk to you. If you have concerns, thoughts, you know, send her a DM and maybe schedule it if you think it's not you know, it's overarching to do a phone call yet. But thank you so much for being here. I totally enjoyed this. I feel like this was like a therapy session. I'm like, I need to book a session with you because it really like seriously changed my outlook on it entirely. And that's why I just knew like I had to have you on this podcast because if we can help some people get out of pain, like that's the goal of mostly highly sensitive people. (laughs) 
Totally. Oh my God. Thank you for having me here. I love connecting with you. I love your energy. I love your openness. I love your excitement. So I'm sure we'll chat again real soon. Definitely. Um, Oh, see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.